What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Michael. So this podcast is all about keeping it real, you know, talking about things that not a lot of people want to talk about. We're talking about life, deep stuff in life, because as much as I want to talk about happiness and really, you know, wish nothing but happiness on everybody else, let's face it, that's not life. You know, life is about embracing the challenges that we experience on a daily basis. It's about bettering ourselves every single day, and part of that means overcoming the shit in life. And I'm sorry to, you know, use language like that, but really that's what life is. It is about overcoming the challenges that we experience on a daily basis. Being vulnerable, be open about your past and about what you're experiencing now, because only that is what is going to really lead to a better tomorrow. So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast episode. It's not for everybody. This episode is a little bit um, detailed, if you would say. So if you're somebody who is going through an eating disorder or recovering from an eating disorder, this might not be the best for you just because it might help trigger something. And I don't want that. Um, And, you know, if you're somebody who hasn't experienced an eating disorder before, you might not resonate with this. But this podcast episode is all about the people out there who are currently going through an eating disorder, who know exactly what I'm talking about, and really just want to take that next step towards recovery, that next step towards a better life. And that, in doing so, it means me keeping it real with you guys. So for the last seven years of my life, I have experienced an eating disorder. It's not something that a lot of people like talking about. I get it. It's not easy to always talk about. But again, it's life, you know, it's life, it's a challenge, just like any other challenge out there, just like any other illness, it's something that has impacted my life for the last seven years. Starting out, it really was just anorexia, and I shouldn't say just anorexia, starting out, it was anorexia, so I got into this whole dieting and weight loss mindset, just like so many other people do, and it got to the point where I was like starving myself. I wasn't eating meals, I wasn't uh, going out with friends, making any of those long-lasting memories, and that was really how it all transpired. The more I started researching, dieting, and exercising, the more I started restricting myself, because I would turn on my phone and like go on Instagram, and I just wanted like this instantaneous success. So you would see these pictures of others out there who had a body or who had muscles like you wanted and this sense of instantaneous instantaneous gratification just like fell over you like I want that now everybody can resonate to that because if you've ever had an idea come across your mind you probably want it the quickest and the easiest way possible so for me that meant starving myself And I don't necessarily know why I chose that route. Um, It's just kind of the mindset that I fell into. I've always had a bit of an obsessive mindset. And so when I set out on this mission to lose weight and to do it quickly, I was willing to do anything and everything to get there. After about four to five years of doing this, I then started um, binge eating and um, would purge after eating. And I remember the first time that I, I did this, it was my niece's second birthday party. 
this became my new go-to. So purging, um, bulimia really impacted me. And that's what has been controlling my life for the last three years. I remember that first day, um, you know, at the birthday party and just caving in on all of the foods that I wanted. Like I fell into this mindset that I was like, okay, I have been dieting myself and restricting myself for the last four years. I deserve a day where I can just go crazy, eat whatever I want, not care about anything and really just have a good time. So that's exactly what I did. Fell into that mindset and then about 30 minutes later when it hurt to even stand up because I was so full, then the regret kicked in and the regret was, okay, I have worked my ass off for four years and even though you know like your body is incapable of putting it all back on, especially in one meal, um, you you think that way and you're like, I just worked so hard for four years and this one meal is going to ruin all of my progress. It's going to cause me to gain 10 pounds and that is really when the regret kicked in. And with that regret, I remember just like wanting to punch my stomach so I could throw up. And so I did. I went to the nearest bathroom and on my niece's second birthday party, I spent a good majority of it in the bathroom throwing up. This became, like I said, my new go-to. After I threw up, I was over the toilet like, holy cow, okay, that's the first time I've ever done that. Now I can go back and eat more food. And yeah, so... How this is all coming about is because, like I said, the last seven years, it has really, really grabbed a hold of my life. And it's stopped me from making memories with friends. It's stopped me from doing so much in life. And it's even cost me about $1,500 to have to get my teeth fixed. And, I mean, that's just one of the prices that I've had to pay. You know, keeping it real, that is one of the prices that I've had to pay. So the last weekend here, I was actually road tripping across the U.S. with my mom. I am in Utah and my happy place where I'm quarantining with my parents and, you know, just spending some time uh, in the mountains being free, having that free sense of, um, you know, just being open, like going outside and you can smell the fresh air. Like that's what I love. So as I was driving across the country with my mom, I admitted to her that, you know, I had, I relapsed over uh, Thanksgiving. So I was doing good with my bulimia, but it wasn't, um, you know, during the holiday seasons, I guess when there's a lot of food around me, like buffets and holidays, that's when I tend to struggle the most because I'm fine treating myself, um, you know, every once in a while during the year. But with that holiday season, I don't know what it is, but it's, I just have a difficult time controlling how much I eat. And I don't want to say control, actually. I have a difficult time listening to my body and listening to my body telling me when to stop. I always push that boundary, and that's just what causes the guilt. So I did that on Thanksgiving, and I told her this. She's a life coach. She's gone through some of the challenges that I've gone through as well. And I'm just open and honest with my family. You know, I don't regret anything. Um, I'm, I'm more so from the mindset I want to learn. I want to learn what I can do better. I want to learn how I can improve on the person I was yesterday to become the person that I am tomorrow. 
hasn't always been my mindset, but I know that the only way to actually achieve this is to reach out to others who have been there before you and to, you know, really just seek help from other people. You have to be in it all together. You cannot build Rome by yourself. You have to be willing to communicate with other people, to be open about the challenges that you've experienced, and only then are you going to learn how to better yourself. And Imagine me being a 27-year-old man who is traveling across the U.S. in the middle of bum what nowhere Nebraska telling my mom, hey, I just relapsed and, you know, ended up purging my food over Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, that was, again, something it was vulnerable of me to do. But I knew that I had to do it because I wanted to get back on the right track. I didn't want that to really define me. And I really just wanted help. And, you know, we talked about this. We got into a really good conversation about eating disorders and what really transpires, like, the need to purge. And this is something I didn't really know. So... Hear hear me out. This is inside my mindset. When I was going through this whole dieting and exercising phase, it was all about calories in. I wanted to control how many calories I was consuming on a daily basis. I never wanted to go one calorie above. I always wanted to be at that limit or lower. And anything above that limit was, you know, just unacceptable for me. I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to do so fast. And I knew that the only way to do that was to control my calories. Then once I started restricting myself and, um, you know, would indulge in one of those cheat meals or sweets, the sugar cravings kicked in. It was like, holy cow, I haven't had this for so long. I might as well just stuff my face now because I don't know the next time or when the next time is going to be that I can allow myself to enjoy this certain food or whatever it was. Then, you know, once I developed bulimia and vomiting became my go-to, it was, it was easy to eat whatever I wanted because I knew that the bathroom was right then and there. Like if I wanted to, I could just go throw it up. And then from there, I remember like I would look at my food in the toilet and I told you this is graphic. I'm so sorry about that, but Keeping it real, this is inside the mindset of somebody with bulimia and anorexia. Um, obviously, not everybody has the same mindset, but a lot of people do. And that's that's exactly who I want to talk to today. I want to talk to those people who are going through the challenges that you know I have gone through as well. And I want to help you. So um, anyhow, back to it. I would sit over the toilet and kind of like estimate how many calories I just thrown up. And then I'd be like, okay. Well, the meal I just consumed was about 1,200 calories, and I just threw up about 500. No, I threw up about half or maybe three-quarters of that, so now I can go back and have about another seven or 800 calories. And so I would do that. I would go um, throw up, and then I would go back and eat some more food. And then I would feel full again, and I would go back to throwing up. It was this continuous cycle. I people had to have known like what was going on. Um, but you would have no idea how many comments people would make saying like, wow, you certainly eat a lot of food for somebody who is this small. And I'd be like, okay, well 
that's not really hard to do when you're throwing up. Obviously, I didn't tell people that. That was something I kind of kept private to myself for many years on end. Uh, but that was what I would do. And this, for me, was a way of still being able to enjoy certain foods and not restrict myself as much. I'm not saying it's a better option. It's definitely not a good option at all. Um, but it was a way where I could eat certain foods without feeling as guilty until I were to throw up. Then I would just feel guilty and go stuff my face again. Continue a cycle. Um, so as I'm telling my mom this, and we're driving across the country, again, in the middle of bum F Nebraska. And she looks at me, she's like, wait a second. You know, every time you throw up a food and you try to estimate the number of calories, you're not actually throwing up like that specific amount of calories, right? So, for example, if you take in 1,200 calories of food and you throw up about half of it, you're not throwing up 600 calories, and I looked at her out of confusion. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you are. She's like, do I know something about this that you don't? And she told me, and this is really what resonated with me. And this is what has kind of taken the quote unquote joy and thunder out of my eating disorder. Um, but it has helped me so much in the last, you know, however long it's been, it's helped me so much. And she said, you know, the minute food hits your mouth and it hits your stomach, your body starts breaking it down. So even if you were to go to the toilet right after eating a food and you were to throw it up, you're still only throwing up a maximum of 50 calories or uh, 50% of those calories. Let's say you wait 15 minutes, to let that food break down even more. You're going to be only throwing up about 25 to 15% of those calories. And, for me, it was like, I don't want to say I was disappointed. I was actually kind of relieved because I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, when I would throw up after a meal, it would be like 30 minutes after a meal. So you're telling me that I was there trying to, or thinking I was throwing up half of the calories and I was probably only throwing up 10% of the calories, but yet I still look fit like I do today. That is really kind of what set my mindset like, if this actually, if vomiting isn't actually doing anything for me, why am I doing it? Why am I hurting my body this badly if it's not giving me the benefit that I thought it was? And for me, ever since then, it's just been like relieving. It's been relieving to not have to go to the toilet and throw up after every single meal. It's been relieving to be able to just listen to my body. And it's almost like this thing just clicked inside of me. No, my eating disorder isn't completely gone. You know, everybody still struggles. Um, some people with eating disorders, they experience it their whole life. You know, I, I think for me, having an eating disorder will be something that I think about for the rest of my life, whether it's like putting certain foods in my body or, um, you know, just wanting to be relatively healthy. Now that doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself every once in a while. Um, but I can tell you, I, I don't know if I'd be able to go to a buffet again and not think about, you know, um, just how much I'm consuming. I don't want to say like vomiting or anything. 
I just don't know if I could ever go to a buffet again and say, okay, I can fully trust myself to listen to my body because nobody goes to a buffet like that. Everybody goes to a buffet to be a buffet buster or to really just pack it all in. And I don't know if that would be really in my best interest, at least not in this stage of my recovery process. Um, but yeah, that's really the one thing that has resonated with me. And ever since then, it's just like this desire to go throw up food after eating it. It hasn't, it hasn't been there. And that's where I'm saying like, that piece of advice or what she told me, that information she gave me about how food starts digesting and breaking down the minute it hits your body. So even if you were to throw it up afterwards, the maximum you're going to be throwing up after like 15 minutes is going to be about 30% of it. And, you know, that's going to be all volume. That's going to be waste that your body and your internal organs, you know, they rely on. And they function off of breaking that food down. That's how your body survives. And here I thought I was doing my body a benefit. I don't, well, no, I, I can't say that either. I know it wasn't a benefit. I know bulimia is not benefiting our bodies in any way, shape, or form. But I didn't know to the extent that I was hurting my body. And especially for little reward. You know, I wasn't saving on calories, but I would go and continue to eat and eat and eat. And then I would purge thinking I was saving on those calories. That just, to me, proved that my current lifestyle and my exercising habits are more than enough to keep me in shape and looking healthy. Looking healthy for me probably means putting on 10 to 15 extra pounds. Um, I'll, I'll admit that. But in knowing that with my lifestyle, with my active lifestyle, how I eat now, and just knowing that I'm actually not throwing up as many calories as I think I am, that that just reinforces the fact that I don't need to be doing that to my body, you know? And that's that's what I want everybody to really take away from this. A, it's not worth it. It is not worth it to continue to abuse your body. And I might sound like a hypocrite for that because, you know, this is something that's still relatively new for me. And I'm, you know, very much at the beginning stages of recovery. But it isn't worth it. I knew that all along. I knew bulimia was never the right choice. Just like, you know, there are so many other circumstances out there where, the easy way out is never the right option. And that's what I was doing. I was taking the easy way out because I didn't want to sit with the regret. I didn't want to sit with the shit and feel like, you know, just a complete miserable slob. I wanted to have that instantaneous gratification clicked on. I wanted to be able to see my abs every second of the day. And guess what? Since not throwing up, I can still see my abs every second of the day. You're not going to put on the 10 to 15 pounds overnight like you fear you do. I know you fear that you're going to put on this weight rapidly because I have that same fear. That's why I continued to um, really diet for four years and then, well, seven years and would purge for three years because I had that fear of putting on all that extra weight that I had worked so hard and long to take off in the first place. That's not going to happen. Your body is not going to change that quickly. 
And, you know, if you're somebody who, like me, has weighed 150, 155 pounds for the last seven years, I started at 200 pounds. My body is not capable of going back up to 200 pounds within a short amount of time. Like, it's going to find a holding weight probably at about 165 to 170-ish for a very long time because of how fast my metabolism is now. And only if I continue to, like, indulge every single day like it's Thanksgiving will I then have to worry about packing on, you know, and getting up to 200 pounds in the near future. And, well, not even the near future, in the future. And that's just not enjoyable for me either. So all of this is to say, you know, it isn't easy. It's not easy. The recovery stage is definitely going to have its ups and downs, but it is not worth it to damage your body, to hurt your body. Your body is your temple. And once you comprehend the fact that you're actually not throwing up as much as you think you are, then it's going to take all of the joy and all of really the desire inside of you to even throw up in the first place. It's going to take all of that away. And that is going to make your recovery so, so much easier. There are many scientific articles that have proven this. I didn't know that at first. And so as soon as she told me that, I actually went on to Google. and like, okay, I want to find these scholarly journals of research, studies, everything like that. Sure enough, they were there. And this is just something that I had never looked into. I never looked into how many calories you were actually throwing up every time you were suffering from bulimia. That just wasn't something I did. And I guess I should have because if it's something that had impacted my life as much as it did, I probably should have been a little bit more knowledgeable about the topic. Um, Who knows? Maybe had I done so earlier, I'd be that much further in my recovery. Who knows, maybe if somebody would have recorded a podcast like this, you know, years in advance and I would have come across it, maybe I would be a lot further in my recovery. And that's what I want to do. That's why I want to be vulnerable. I want to keep it real and really just share uncensored advice. I don't care about what blogs out there are telling you to do with your life or what somebody who has never gone through an eating disorder is telling you what to do. It is going to take a village, and that village first starts with the people who have been there, the people who are continuing to overcome those challenges of an eating disorder on a daily basis, and only then, you know, are you going to become better. It is a team effort. It really is. It takes everybody to be open, to be vulnerable, and to just help each other. So that's what I want to do because I really don't want another person out there going through bulimia or anorexia thinking that they're alone in this battle and continuing down that road because they feel alone you know learn from my mistakes it's not worth it learn from my mistakes and save your body treat your body like the temple that it is enjoy food make memories you know love your family and friends spend as much time with them as you can and don't let food stop you from doing so it's something that i've done for many years of my life and it simply is not worth it it really isn't especially once you learn the scientific portion of it where you're not actually doing your body as much good as you think you are in fact you're doing more damage than you know 
So that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast episode. I really hope you guys took something away from this. You know, I can't stress it enough. Learn from my mistakes. Be better than I was yesterday. Be better than I am today. Be better than who you were yesterday and try to be the best that you can be each and every single day. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. You know, ask yourself, what's the next best thing you can do? Now just go out there and act on it and try to become the best that you can be. That's all you can really do day in and day out. Stay safe and we'll talk to you guys in the next podcast episode. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Goodbye.